Well, we have a preacher. This is not uh, the case for everybody in the world, you understand. So this is a big event, not only at First Lutheran and in our time and place, but this is a big event in the world. This is what uh, is meant by the fulfillment of the sermon, the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9. Those who dwelt in darkness have seen a great light. Because uh, without a preacher, you live in darkness, whether you know it or not. It's like a great big winter fog in Sioux Falls. You can barely see anything. And more particularly, what it means when you do not have a preacher, you do not know what your Lord actually thinks of you. And in that case, you dwell in darkness. And when you dwell in darkness, not only do you have what happened to Zebulun and Naphtali in the Holy Land, you have people who begin to come in and take over your entire life and take away all of your freedom. Bad government, lots of tax collectors, which they all had, and other uh, countries coming in and dominating your uh, space. And all of these things happened to Zebulun and Naphtali, and they were in darkness without a preacher because they did not know what their Lord uh, thought of them. And then, on this particular day, after thousands of years, Jesus entered Galilee, the country of Naphtali, the country of Zebulun, and he began to preach. And when he preached, he didn't preach like old Dr. Paulson, he preached a short sermon, four seconds long. And this sermon now is not only the first sermon Jesus preached, but it is the sermon that actually made the Reformation take place and is the reason why you're here in a Lutheran church at all. It is this sermon, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. Now that's a sermon. And once you've got that, you've got a preacher. And once you've got a preacher, then you know what your God thinks of you because he has now come in and said, what you have been bearing is now going to be taken by me. That's what it means to be in darkness, by the way. To be in darkness means that everything that happens to you in your life is something that you have to bear all by yourself. And as you go on in life, you start to learn something. Not only does life uh, 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 not get easier especially when you finally decide that you're going to retire, as it's called, but life gradually gets more and more difficult. Not only do you have to take care of your own body, which is hard enough, but you have to take care of everybody else around you. And not only do you have to take care of everybody around you, but your family and friends, and even those who are not your friends, begin to lay all of their concerns and worries upon you as well. And when you're in darkness, you have absolutely no idea where to go with all of that weight. Isaiah said, it's like you are a mule who now has a burden to bear and a great bar over your shoulders. And this thing has to be broken. But it can only be broken when you have a preacher who comes in and says, repent. That means it's time for you to turn around. And when it's time for you to turn around, it means you finally have a place that you can take all of your anxiety, all of your tribulation, all of your troubles, and place it on Christ. When Christ comes, he now takes that which you can no longer bear 
and he defeats it once and all, once and for all on the cross. That's why he's come, and that's the light that has come to shine. And he is now telling you, the time is now. The preacher is sent so that you know where to put all of this weight that you have been bearing all this time. It belongs to Jesus Christ. And you know what he does with this? He not only takes it to the cross, but immediately after he preaches this, he goes out and he calls his other preachers. He goes to the sea and he calls the fishermen from the sea, Simon and Andrew and the Thunder Boys. And all of these boys are uh, hear Jesus Christ's call. And the call is simple. The call is direct. The call is quick, unlike uh, the call that we have made to Pastor Burgraff. That call was long, extended. Uh, there are all kinds of work that go into something like this to actually bring him here. In Jesus' day, he just went out to the sea and said, follow me. Boom, they followed him. And there was the call, and there were the new preachers. And the new preachers now, of course, are fishers of men. And what do they fish with? Nets. And what are they doing with the net? They are gathering in all of the trouble, the toil, the tribulation, the, the sin, the weight that is laid upon you and gives it to Jesus Christ. Now, Jason, I'm going to speak to you now. I know you're behind me. You can hear me. Uh, and when I say this now, I'm going to give you your first absolution. Well, last night I gave you one. I'm going to give you another one today. Last night I told you there is nothing that ever must happen in this church and there is nothing else that you need to do as a preacher other than do this, give Christ forgiveness of sin. That's what it is. That's what the whole call is about. That's what it means to follow Jesus Christ. When he says, follow me, he says, preach like me. When he says, preach like me, he says, take the sin of the world and lay it upon me. For the iniquity of all of us has been laid upon him. For he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That is your job, and that is the only job you have. When other people come and tell you what you're supposed to be doing, you go to this meeting, you go out and do this, you're supposed to be here, you're supposed to be there. Remember, there is only one thing that you are to do, and I absolve you of everything else. Nothing else needs to happen than the bestowal and giving of this particular promise. And lo, and by the way, uh, Jesus Christ knows that we're not very good at this, so he has given us instruments by which to do it, and the instruments by which to do it are first and foremost baptism, so that all of you who have not been baptized, it's about time, so that God can actually give you this particular promise. When he has given you the promise of his own name, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then you have his great promise, the one who calls upon my name in the last day shall be saved. Then God also says, here, you take my body, you take my blood, you put it in the bread, you put it in the wine, and with this word of promise, I feed you so that you now receive my weight, which is light, and I will take yours. So you will give the Lord's Supper. Then you will also give public absolution so that all together can hear what their Lord is saying to them and no longer dwell in darkness. Then you also give them private absolution whenever they need it, 
they say, Pastor Burgraff, I need your help. I need to hear this particular word. Then you go to them and you give this to them. And oh, one more. Not only are you the local forgiveness person that everybody should be going to you so that they will unleash this burden and give it to you, but you will also teach them how to do this on the power of baptism itself, that is, by the power of the promise, so that they will actually do this in their home. And when they do this in their home, then they also become the power of God through the preaching of the word and the forgiveness of sin. This is your work. Nothing else is your work, and I release you from all of it. But here I also absolve you of something else. Pastor Burgraff, when you are doing this, you are not taking the sin upon yourself. You are only an intermediary so that you are going between those who are troubled and Jesus Christ and passing this from one to the other. Since you are not Jesus Christ, you are only a human being, but nevertheless used as his means so that Christ himself can speak to each and every one of you. And now, congregation, I also absolve you. I absolve you now so that you do not fret or worry or wonder, where shall I take this weight that is upon me now? Where do I take my anxiety? Where do I take my troubles? Well, you take it here. And I suggest something to you. I suggest that you do it at least once a week because if you haven't gotten enough trouble in one week to come back and have it taken by Jesus Christ, then something's going wrong out there. Uh, and uh, I want also for you to remember that every now and then you'll come not only once a week, but even in Lent twice a week, and maybe in Holy Week every single day of the week. And all of these times you will receive the same thing, the release by Jesus Christ of your sin. When you receive this now, do not fret and do not worry and do not wonder about where you place it. Our Christ has come for this very reason. He has sent now to us a preacher. That preacher is Pastor Burgraff, and we will now begin using him as our local forgiveness person. Amen. <laughs>